Hello and welcome back to the DBPT podcast with your favourite hosts, Cade Baker and Daddy OB. <laughs> Daddy OB. <laughs> Daddy OB. So, uh, hope you guys are all okay. Are you okay, Dad? You're good. I'm very good, thank you. And how are you, son? You know what? I'm actually really good. It's been um, a good start of the year for us. We're very, very busy. Uh, kicking ass. Yeah, we're doing great. It's all good. But yeah, no, it's all good here. And um, today we're going to have a little topic. We're going to discuss back issues. Um, first of all, Cade and I are not doctors. Far from uh, it. Nor chiropractic. Well, I'd like to call myself the glute doctor. <laughs> I really wish I could <laughs> get away with the, the, the butt doctor, something like that. That would be awesome. Um, but we've been discussing back issues lately. Of course, we deal with a lot of people and back issues are very common. And uh, we've been trying to analyse it ourselves. It's a very complex subject. So we're trying to get to the bottom of it and hopefully um, offer this to you in simplistic terms, uh, of which of a subject was really hard to determine why so many people's backs hurt. And it seems like no one really knows ins and outs of how the back works. We're just going off some simple facts that we definitely know are more or less true. Well, even the back specialists argue yeah. amongst themselves to an extent. So it is a complex subject. Uh, I say Cade and I have just had a bit of an interest, so we've done a lot of research on this, which we'll uh, discuss today. But, yeah, so it's an interesting subject, and so many people get back issues. Yeah, you may fall into the category of what we're talking about. You might see this and think, oh, I've got a backache. This might be useful to me. So, uh, listening, we've uh, talked about the back, what it does, the science behind it, uh, different exercises, and also ways you can check and test with your posture. You know, that's later on in the podcast, but for now we're going to start pretty And easy. also, I think we'll, dis- we'll discuss which uh, is more important to us, is the effect exercise has on the back. Uh, a lot of people say that exercise has the, uh, you know, has a bad effect on the back, which is completely not true, uh-uh. and we just want to discuss that. So, um... There is so many types of lower back pain. Uh, if you go and see someone, they might discuss or they might inform you you have a slipped disc or a pinched nerve. Uh, they could say your hips are out of alignment. Your core muscles are weak, which is so common nowadays. I get sick of keep hearing that people's core. We have people here that have been training for a long time and we know their core muscles are not weak yet they go in with another issue and they get told their core muscles are weak. I think it's just a physiotherapist at the minute. They love yeah. their, they love saying that the, your core's not strong enough at the moment. Um, or a poor posture. Of course, we, we get told that um, back issues are, are caused by a, a poor posture. Um, so basically, you know, the usual assumption is is lower back pain is caused by some misalignment or structural problem with the body. Yeah, and what you uh, didn't include as well there is not commonly is probably weight as well. See, so if you're if you've got you know quite a big belly, let's say, your spine alignment's leaning into one way, and that could also affect uh, your your slipped disc or whatever you want to call it. Your alignment. There's a lot of it to do with body weight as well, and what side you lean on, etc. So uh, the, the biggest problem we have with lower back issues is there are so many people that can have back pain and it is truly painful for them 
and they can go to the doctor or the hospital when they can have an MRI or ultrasound or checks on the back and they can find nothing and they put this down to non-specific lower back pain I mean what <laughs> is non-specific lower non-specific. back pain that's a term that GPs tend to use because they don't know they don't know they no. basically don't know what's causing it they'll never say a non-specific leg pain no they, no. they, they no. know they know they know the leg inside now it's just the back they don't yeah. know what they're talking about with the back so and it is why. complex so yeah. they put it down to non-specific lower back pain and other people go into uh, and they might have their back tested and they might have a complete physical problem with their back that's uh, visible yet they have no pain at all so people that do have back issues uh, which is very painful they can't find anything wrong with the back and people that definitely definitely have a back issue get no pain at all so that's why it's a complicated subject and also we have to cover people's pain thresholds varies so definitely yeah someone that um, I get a lot of people say they're in excruciating pain well, if you're excruciating, what 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 defines excruciating? Your arm being chopped off. Mm. I think if you can say you're in excruciating pain, then you're not in excruciating pain. I think you if wouldn't be talking. No, that's it. If you're in excruciating pain, yeah. nothing would come out. So pain threshold has a big factor as well, and and you know, protecting the GPs a little bit, it's very hard for them to tell uh, or or figure out people's pain thresholds very quickly. Cool. So what I want to talk about is a bit more of the science into the spine as well. I'm going to spit some facts for you guys so you can learn a little bit about the spine, what it does and what it's made of. So basically there are 33 bones that make up the spinal column and these are called vertebrae. So there's about, was it one, two, three, four, five sections in the spine. Cervical being right at the top near your neck. Thoracic being somewhat in the middle, kind of chest height. Lumbar is lower back. Sacrum is do with your hips and your your pelvis and the coccyx being where your bum is and we've all heard of a coccyx because if you fall on it it bloody hurts. So uh, it, it provides a main support of your body which you most probably know. So any movement, so standing upright, bending, twisting, walking. Uh, it, you, for this to be good, you need strong muscles. So that's what the back is made of. I can't remember the exact names for the spinal muscles. But uh, it's made up of different tendons and ligaments. And of course, injury or disease in these areas can cause pain and affect movement, as we're going to talk about in the podcast. So to get to get good posture is really good for your spine. Now, you've probably heard of different back conditions, but the most three common ones are kyphosis, lordosis, and scoliosis. Lordosis being the, uh, the lumbar spine bending backwards, or your hips coming backwards, and you're, you're pushing your chest forwards. So that's lordosis. Kyphosis is when the upper back, so the uh, thoracic vertebrae, they're, coming, they're leaning in, so like a hunchback kind of effect. And scoliosis is to the side, the, the abnormal curve, so people are uh, tilting sideways. Now these can... Right, so scoliosis, there's different types. People don't really know much about scoliosis. I mean, there's different types of it. One type's at birth. You can get scoliosis from birth. I believe that's from if you're in the womb and you're not settling right. And there's different scoliosis effects you get in your lifetime, which may be, well, postural. Now, what can cause that? So, as I said earlier, 
having a large amount of weight on one side of the body. Now we know that you can get a lot of belly fat. That's going to cause a lot of anterior weight, and that's going to make you tilt forwards. So if you see, so normally people with kyphosis, they could have a, a fat little belly, and that's what's making them lean forwards. And they develop that posture because the body stays like that for a long time. So to get good posture, uh, you, you need to do several different exercises. Now, to test for posture, I've got a little uh, thing here that I found. So if you've got a stool or a chair around your house, what you want to do is you want to grab the seat part of it. So you want to sit on it, you want to grab the seat, and you want to pull up about 10 kilos. So you want to pull up quite a bit just to compress your spine. So you won't probably won't feel any pain at the moment. Now you want to slouch. So just let yourself hang loose and do it again. And if you feel pain, that means that forward flexion is your pain trigger. So now you're going to arch your spine backwards and pull again. And you're going to see if extension is a pain trigger. Now, I don't know too much about the, the uh, pain triggers, but you from that you already know that which way your back goes, that's where it hurts. So if it's leaning forward or it's leaning back, you'll figure out which way triggers your pain. Now, as Dad said earlier, the pain and actual damage is unlinked. So <clears throat> once you find that trigger, then you need to... Uh, move in the direction of uh, mobility and stretching to help uh, release. So a good way of doing it is finding, if something hurts, and then finding something that makes your back feel better, and then looking at uh, mobility or stretching that is in between the two that can assist. It's a bit of a complex subject, but it's definitely worth analysing where the backache comes from. You, sh you can't just have a back issue. There's always a reason. And people, they, they seem to state a lot that this aches, this hurts. Rather than ask the question, why does it hurt? What's causing the problem? Um, am I biomechanics out slightly? Is something wrong? So we try to get our clients to question some of the aches and pains, or we actually, of course, analyze and look at them. It's as simple as, what do you do for your job? Do you sit down a lot? Do you stand up in the day? And normally it's quite outstanding that we we get people with back problems they receive them and we're like okay what do you work as oh i'm a lorry driver oh i work in an office and that indicates immediately that they're sitting down quite a lot and we know that sitting down is not very good for the back it needs to keep moving it needs to otherwise it sets and if you've got an underlying back problem and you don't move around a lot that's only just going to get worse another good one we've seen with the clients and i, I normally uh, catch people out with this is Hairdressers, if you if you look at a hairdresser, they normally have one <laughs> shoulder higher than the other because they're holding a pair of scissors up all day long. So biomechanically, their body changes to that. So if they join us, we look at you know, dropping that shoulder back down and straightening the body. Um, the one we deal with here the most is, is a kyphosis. Yeah, and definitely. it's just, everybody knows a reason why. Because we're, we're sitting too much, we are slouched over a computer too much, we are looking at our, uh, our devices too much, mobile phones. So kyphosis, as Cade mentioned, is when you're slouching forwards. Now, you can straighten that up over a period of time. And uh, if you do nothing about it, it will get worse and you will get pain from that, we do find with our clients. So uh, kyphosis is something that we can deal with and you should deal with. There are stretches you can do. 
Um, I'll explain a stretch now if anyone's listening to this and they, they do want to help straighten their back up. A simple stretch is if you find a nice flat uh, wall in your office or in your house, stand with your heels, your back and the back of your head against the wall, then place the back of your hands against the wall. So hands by the sides, by the sides of your legs and the back of the hands against the wall. Then I'd like you to raise the hands up, keeping them to the wall. So you raise them up like clock hands, obviously going in different directions, um, until they reach above your head and then lower them back down, keeping the hands against the wall. We normally say do uh, eight reps, do this eight times and three sets of eight. It will take you a few minutes and you can do it every day. We do ask our clients to do it every day for two weeks and then we discuss how they feel. We normally see uh, you know, some results in a couple of weeks, they feel better. You, you have to do it every day for two weeks to get results and longer. You can't just do it for a day and then leave it for a few days. You, you must be consistent with that. So um, that's an easy stretch. So uh, kyphosis, again, is a big problem. It's one that we see with literally out of every 10 people, we might see, what, six or seven with kyphosis, yeah. some form of kyphosis now? And there's, there's a lot of ways you can get it. Obviously, people who slouch a lot, I find a lot of people my age, I'm 18, and mobile phones are the biggest they've ever been. And it seems that people are spending more time on their phones hunched over. And I notice that a lot. And also another thing is, is confidence. Sounds really stupid, but if you're not very confident, you don't stand as upright. And it sounds really dumb, but but if you... See what I mean? Like a lot of oh, people, yeah, you, you, you hide. You, you hide, you, hide yourself, yeah, you, yeah. You, you slump over. You look at the ground when you're walking. If you're a confident person, you'll stand upright and you'll look upwards. And it's, it's, it's psychological. That's what makes it common as well. Confidence is one of those things that a lot of people don't have. And that's what makes kyphosis quite more common than any of the other ones. So some tips for kyphosis while we're discussing that, which is the most common. Yes. Um, do the stretch that I've told you about. Uh, when you walk, walk proud. We say walk like a soldier. So we get our clients to uh, say, think about your personal trainer when you're out walking. Raise the chest, bring the scapula back, raise the shoulders and walk like that. It will feel very awkward and you will feel awkward to start with. But over a period of time, your body will adjust. I don't know what I'm in <laughs> In the gym environment, um, a, a lat pull down. So a wide grip lat pull down is really good for straightening the back. Pull in front of the chest, not behind the head. Not behind the head, in front of the chest, the top of the chest, and a cable seated row. Cable seated row, great exercise. So again, how we teach this is raise the chest, bring the shoulders or scapula back. Uh, again, it will feel awkward. Drag the elbows, you want a close grip. You want a close grip preferably for this. Drag the elbows past the sides of the body. Squeeze the back muscles Squeeze in. Squeeze and bring your uh, close grip bar, whatever you use, into the tummy area. Uh, and if you carry out them, um, all of them will help. Now, discussing that, what we do say to our clients is kyphosis isn't cured quickly. Uh, we, we say it takes reps. Everything takes reps. If you want to cure it, you've got to keep doing it. So you do your stretch every day for two weeks. You, you, you come in, visit us. You do your lap pull down. You Sorry. Dad, should just put your phone on silent. Sorry, mate. I'm very Sorry, unprofessional. Um, you do your lap pull down. You do your low pulleys. 
you stick with it. You stick with it. It's reps. So um, reps is what's going to straighten your back up. And um, it, it literally is doing it again and again and again over a period of weeks and months. So on talking about that, we're going to move on now to other ways we can fix the back. So if we have a back issue, how can we go about trying to rectify this issue? Well, we can start with visiting a chiropractor. Um, this is a form of alternative medicine. It's based on fixing misaligned joints, especially the spine, and that's kind of what we're discussing today, the, the lower back. It works by manually pushing or pulling, uh, put, pulling them back into position. In theory, it's realigning joints in a way that improves function of, of the nerves, muscles, and even other organs in the body. My issue with this is that there's not a lot of study supporting this. And there have been studies done, and a lot what the evidence shows us is it doesn't it's not much better than than a placebo of some kind. And it doesn't even seem to work very well, even with a form of physical therapy. So when it comes to visit visiting a chiropractor, what I, I dislike sometimes, I believe out of every 10, 20, 30, even 40 chiropractors, you may find one good one. You visit a lot of them, and I know this because I've been there personally. You walk in, they take 40, 50 pounds off you, they clunk your back, and then tell you you need to come back once a week for the next six, eight weeks. They're not really doing anything. Clunking the back is not fixing the issue. You're just sponging your money up. Basically. What we mentioned earlier is to... To fix an issue, it's reps. It's doing something over and over again, and it's not relying on someone else clicking your back once a week. You need to take this on yourself, and rather than moaning and groaning and complaining about your issue, you need to put the work in and stop trying to rely on someone else to do it for you. So when it comes to back, I strongly believe it is reps, uh, doing lots of things to make it better. So finding a good chiropractor is quite difficult. And you'll know when you find a good one, but a lot of them, I say, they will take your money and clunk your back and send you packing, and it's not really fixing the problem. So a chiropractor is not one of my favourite ways of dealing with the back. Um, it can make you feel better. So a lot of people we have here visit a chiropractor, and they do say they feel better afterwards. So the cracking in the back is actually synovial fluid. It's actually, it's actually air bubbles in the joints. Now, if you've ever like cracked your fingers or something like that, that's actually synovial fluid. And synovial fluids, you, we spoke about it before on the podcast, I believe, previously, but it's a fluid used on the joints. It, it like lubricates the joints. So when you actually move, when you do like weight training, for example, your, your muscles are literally spraying WD, or sorry, your body's spraying WD-40 in the joints, and that's allowing you to move better. But that does create gas bubbles, and when you do crack your fingers or a chiropractor's crack your body, that's just releasing gas. And then Dad's right in what he says. That does release some tension in the joints. It does feel good, but it's just putting a plaster on the situation. It's not going, at, not going back and figuring out what's causing it. It's just a temporary relief. So when it comes to chiropractor, not a lot of evidence supporting it. Be careful that they just don't take your money, clunk your back, and then ask you to come back and take more money. It's not really looking at why is your back hurting? You know, why is it hurting? What is the problem? Are you sitting awkwardly? Which, 
Um, by the way, on, on that, sitting constantly does not damage the back and what studies telling us, but I do think it has an effect just in stiffness of the back. So rather than just go to a chiropractor and say, oh yeah, yeah, we'll clunk that out, um, think about what you're doing in your day-to-day -day life. What could be causing the issue with your back? So um, not over keen on a chiropractor, but that is one option. And as Cade said, a lot of it does appear to be placebo. Uh, people go, they have it clunked, and in their mind they think that it sounds fixed. good. It sounds like, oh, it's releasing the tension. Oh, I feel a lot better now. This must be fixing it. But it's certainly not. The next one is, is massage. So massage may help reduce your back pain. It, um, again, there's not a lot of studies supporting massage at all. There's very little evidence that um, it works, but it does seem to have a great effect. So the way I look at massage is if it feels good and it feels like it's working, then get it done, get it done. So again, not a lot of studies supporting it, but it does appear to have some effect. How much is placebo again? We don't know. Um, but the way I look at placebo, if something feels like it's working, then it's working, placebo or not. And we know a lot of things in the body are to do with the mind. If you're told you've got a back condition, you might probably go home and get back pain. He might be lying to you, but a lot of it is placebo, and a lot of it is in your head, and we know that with certain pains. Definitely, definitely. Um, so massage, yep, yeah, it may help. A lot of it could be placebo. Well, I actually did sports massage in college for a while. I did a course on it, and I, I did it on people, and people did it on me. Now, massage is... We, we, everyone knows what massage is. You, basically, you're, you're stimulate Well, the, the masseuse is stimulating the muscles by, by pressing on them, rubbing them. And what's ha what happens in your muscles is you get lactic acid buildup. Now, when they give you a massage, this essentially releases the lactic acid out of the muscles. Now, you've heard of knots as well, which are clumps of muscle, and, and they get worked out as well. Now, you, it, does, it does work in a way. It, if you've got you know, a lot of athletes, for example... Uh, I don't know, think about you know, gymnasts or anyone who does a vigorous exercise, they'll often get tightness in their muscles. And what a, a masseuse does is fix what seems to be a temporary problem which might come back later on. Also, this is a bit more woo-woo, but when it comes to massage, I do believe the hands-on effect has does have an effect. So um, I believe when you're having actually someone else touching the skin, they can be passing on some energy to you. And a um, bit woo-woo, but I think that can have an effect as well. It's just some of that personal um, hands-on hands yeah, approach. Absolutely. Another one is acupuncture. Again, very little study. So there's just... Well, that's almost woo-woo really, isn't it? Well, it's little kind evidence. Of, some yeah. people swear by it. There's very li little evidence supporting acupuncture. Um, again, if we look at the study, it's, it's not much better than doing nothing at all, really. <clears throat> it's worth trying, I suppose, but you could be throwing your money away. So um, not, not, no, not maybe the best way forwards. So what is the best way forwards? We strongly believe, it, again, it's reps when it comes to back. So what we like to do is to look at what's causing the pain, what's causing the pain and what makes it feel better. 
and then we try and find middle ground and work there. What we believe has the greatest effect on back pain, what do we know? We know that most probably 95% of back pain can be cured without operations. So without actually operating on the back, 95% can be cured. And we believe it can be cured through uh, stretching, mobility work, and exercise. So if you have a bad back, you start there. Don't look for someone else to solve your problem. Look at your way of life. Look at what you're doing. Are you sitting too much? Are you in, in, uh, inactive? Are you in a driving job where you're sitting all day and then coming home tired sitting all night? Um, are you doing a job that's stimulating certain movements every day? So you're doing a movement continually every day. I said earlier about hairdressing. There's a good example. Yeah. I said earlier. Hairdresser, someone that, uh, a plasterer. Could be plastering, using this, the same motions all day long. So we need to look at what could be causing the back problems. And then we need to look at... Uh, a stretching regime or some ability work that can help with that or exercise. So we've actually did a post, we've done a post on Instagram and Facebook today. Obviously this podcast will be out later, but we did a little post about how what you can do, little tips and little ways you can help you back out. So we've got a little to-do list here. So if you're working at an office job, this is our example. If you're uh, sedentary, if you're sitting down a lot in the day, what you can do is leave your chair or leave your desk and go and just top up your water bottle. Make sh- if it's there, if, it, if it's if it's full, you'll keep drinking it. And if you keep drinking it, you'll need to go to the toilet. And you'll get up out of your desk again. So then you'll keep leaving your desk throughout the day. And you should do this every half hour, okay? So walk up and down the stairs. So if you're in an office block and you've got stairs, just walk up and down the stairs at intervals. That'll just keep you moving. So as I said, every 30 minutes, you want to be getting up out of your chair getting water, going to the toilet, walking around, and that'll, that'll give you more energy in the day. So all the small movements, they will add up. It's a lot better than sitting down for hours on end. So I definitely recommend that if you do work at an office job, it's just to get up and move about a lot. Now we, we've, for our research, we have found that sitting, sitting all day doesn't directly call back, cause back problems. But we believe it does have an overall effect. And the only reason is we see it on our clients. So some of our clients come in and they get back issues with their training. When we've looked at those clients, they all have sedentary jobs. They are either sitting in a car, sitting behind a desk. So it does seem to have an effect. So basically, as Kay just stated, these small movements every 30 minutes in the day can have a great effect on that back issue. So that's one tip for you. Uh, a, a a stretching program, so uh, having a little stretching program every day, or some mobility work every day. You can use a foam roller, for example. They can have a great effect. And the last one, which we'd like to cover, of course, is what we do here, is exercise. Now, people say that you can injure your back from heavy lifting you know as you know we do like uh, heavy lifting here we think it's uh, it has a lot of a great effect on the body and people say that you shouldn't lift heavy uh, because that is the main cause of lower back pain well that is very very unlikely uh, we have some problems with this argument that heavy lifting can hurt the back uh, firstly the back gets stronger not weaker when you lift heavy weights 
So if you have a back issue, simply by lifting weights can strengthen the muscles and assist with that back problem, that back ache. So getting stronger has a great effect on back issues. And as we've said already, if you are if you are had do have a back injury, you need to keep moving and, and doing more weight training is only going to strengthen the back up even more and support it. And obvious damage to the back is not often caused by lower back pain. You don't often get the two together, as we mentioned earlier. And again, people say that the heavy lifting squats and deadlifts can hurt the back again. And the truth is, yes, they can. If done incorrectly, yeah, they can. If you, if you do if it you do, wrong, then yeah. yeah. If you do anything <laughs> wrong, if you do your shoelaces up wrong, you can get a back issue. Uh, but doing squats and deadlifts correctly have a great effect on the back. They don't damage the back. And in fact, again, most of the back injuries we see are from doing simple actions in the day, like bending down to pick something up and the back goes. It's not that often through training, through weight training and such. And the ultimate fact is people who lift weights don't get injured that often. And I think I think if I remember for about every thousand hours of power lifting and bodybuilding that was carried out, you can expect to get one or two injuries. So the injuries from weight training, bodybuilding is minimal. It's minimal. And if you put that next to other sports, simple sports, uh, injuries from weight training is tiny compared to basic sports. So heavy weightlifting actually helps strengthen the back. Okay, so if we were to give you a synopsis on the back to, this is, again, we are not specialists here. We've uh, we've just taken a, a, an interest in it due to our clients. We've done some study research. So a synopsis will be, it's a very complex subject. The, the, the people that are really in the know are still arguing the fact. Um, we have a chiro. You can go and visit a chiropractor. Uh, a lot of that we believe is placebo. Be very careful about handing your money over and just getting your back clunked and sent away. A uh, massage can be helpful. Again, it could be placebo, but we do think there's a bit more in that, so that could be helpful. Acupuncture, not much in that at all to help you really. We're more interested in stretching. Uh, if you want to look at some stretches, the ones we've, we've got stretches we do here, but the simple one you can research and use yourself is called the Stuart McGill Big Three. So the Stuart McGill Big Three it is three exercises that um, uh, someone called Stuart McGill. Um, the back surgeon, the back mechanic. Yeah, well, the, back mechanic. the back mechanic. He is about, he is very knowledgeable when it comes to the back. He has three exercises that put the back, they keep the back in a good place. And we do them every day. Yeah, three very simple exercises you can do every day. As Kate says, we do them every day. I, I do do them every day. I'm old. I want to keep my back in a happy place. I do deadlift and squat. So I, I, as part of my stretch, I add in the Stuart McGill Big Three. So research that. And uh, that is a good stretch. So start there with your back. We know that will have a great effect. Um... Then we have like mobility, so foam roller, uh, do some kind of mobility workout, like a dynamic, some di a dynamic stretch. 
and ultimately get yourself into a gym. Weight train. Do some weight training. Strengthen the muscles on the back. I've had clients that have had back pain for many years. We've taken them in. We've got them ultimately deadlifting and they come off their painkillers and their back's been fixed. So complete opposite to what you think. When you have a bad back, don't moan and groan and lay flat and stay in bed. It is the worst thing you can do. Keep moving and visit a gym. Preferably find yourself a good personal trainer that can have a little look at you and discuss this with you and get you doing exercises or strengthen the muscles around the back. If you go to the gym on your own, again, look at a lat pull down. Look at a lat, wide grip lat pull down. Look at a cable seated row. And a cable seated row, two simple exercises that can help strengthen your back. And then it's reps. Keep returning, keep doing those exercises again and again. It ain't gonna fix itself after two sessions. You need to keep doing it. Consistency and moaning about it certainly won't fix it. Exactly. So if you wanna, uh, and the stretch we mentioned, I mentioned earlier, placing uh, the back against the wall, raising the hands up. So, an ultimate fix for your aching back. A stretching program, a mobility program. The Stuart McGill Big Three. And the stretching, uh, stretching exercise I mentioned earlier. And then visiting the gym and working on strengthening the back. If you carry out all them, you are doing the best you can for fixing your back and it will be overall better than you will get from a chiropractor or a physiotherapist or getting massage and all you're doing is joining a gym you're doing at least five minutes of stretching and you're just moving more in the day and that's a lot cheaper than spending 40 pound or 50 pound on a chiropractor and that's the other tip we mentioned earlier as well is uh, if you do have a sedentary job getting up every 30 minutes in the day and going to the toilet, getting some water, walking up and down the stairs, having a little stretch. Yeah, just keep moving. And you'll notice that you just perform better as well. If you keep moving the day, you keep your brain awake, you'll do better at work. You just become more efficient. So any questions you have on this, please contact us and we'll happily answer as always. Uh, hopefully we've been, uh, we're simplifying things for you again. Uh, we're not doctors uh, or chiropractors. We're not back specialists. All we try and do for you guys is to simplify things so you can do things yourself uh, in a way that you understand. Hopefully that's what we do. We break it down for you. Other than that, I think we can wrap it up. What do you say, Cade? Let's wrap it up. Okay, guys. So hopefully we'll get another podcast out for you soon. And um, thank you for listening. And stay tuned for more.